0: Hey, welcome back to another episode of Salty Saints Podcast. I'm Zach. And I'm Randy. And we are hanging out with my new friend, Miss Rhonda. What's up? What's up? We're very happy to have you here.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I'm happy to be here.
0: Yes. um, I, all right, we got to give a little background here. Um, So I got to go way back, actually, for this to all make sense. I, coming out of high school, worked at Applebee's, and I did not have the greatest years of my life at Applebee's. Okay? But you did meet Abby there. I did meet Abby there. I did meet my, my fiancé there, so that's pretty cool. Um Went to college, worked at Buffalo Wild Wings, also not the greatest years of my life at <laughs> no. Buffalo Wild Wings. Came back home after college worked at Applebee's for a few months, right? And then I don't like something broke in me after that that I was like, I just really don't want to go back to Applebee's. Like I just it wasn't the it wasn't the food, it wasn't like the restaurant, it was just like the the experiences attached to it. I just don't like reliving that all the time. You know what I mean?
1: Right, right.
0: And so me and Abby go to Abby is an interior designer. OK, and she did a remodel on a work, uh, an office uh, space, uh, a shared. What do they call that? Like a shared space, like or, a, share, uh, yeah, a shared yeah. workspace and with all these offices. So they did an open house. So we went there and we ate some little appetizers. And then afterwards I was like, I am still hungry. And she was still hungry, but we didn't want like food, food. So what is the most perfect thing you can have but half price appetizers? So, Abby's like,
2: absolutely.
0: Abby's like, do you want to go to Applebee's? Which is always a hard no for me. Understand that. Right. But this night, I said, you know, that actually sounds pretty good. So, we went into Applebee's. And I'm telling you, it was God ordained because under no other circumstances, what I have just been like, yeah, sure, Applebee's, like that never happened. And sorry, Applebee's, this isn't hate on you. You're great. It's just I don't, I don't want to eat at a place I worked that long. I just don't want to. You but only I there went a
1: couple of months
0: though. No, no, no. I was there for like years total.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sense. No,
0: it was just it was a couple stints of being there. The second oh, okay. time was only a few months, but it was like a year or two the first time. Okay. But like, so I have like years of Applebee's, but I go in there. And who do I meet but this wonderful lady right here, Miss Rhonda? And in seconds, she I don't remember what you said, but you said something about church. You were like, I don't do anything but work and go to church or something like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I was like, Where do you go to church? And then it just kinda spiraled from there. It
1: did. It did. It did. It was great. It was great.
0: So I wanna I wanna hear about you. I wanna hear about your faith story.
1: Okay. Well, my name is Miss Rhonda. Everybody calls me Miss Rhonda. Nobody knows My last name. I'm either Miss Rhonda or auntie. You know, people just holler auntie and I go, huh? You know, but anyway, um, my name is Rhonda McDaniel. Um, I live here in Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, I've been saved for approximately 17 years. Okay. 2003. Yeah. About uh, 18 yeah. years. Yeah. That's I, got, I gave my life to God right before my mom passed. Being the only child um, and me and my mother being best friends was pretty rough, but God brought me through it. He did. He did. Um, I currently work at Applebee's as a bartender, and I'm also the manager at a liquor store. With that being said, people find it really strange because I don't drink at all. Mm-hmm. Not a sip, not nothing. Never. I used to every, you know, like, sociably. If I went out to a bar or something like that, then I would drink. But once I got saved, that was one of the easiest things for me to stop doing because it wasn't something that I did on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, I wasn't a clubber all the every weekend. I got to, come on, let's go. No, that wasn't me. Not at all. I'm tired and I got to go to work. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's pretty much the beginning of Miss Rhonda. I, um, Like I said, I got saved before my mom died. So she was able to see the anointing and the change that God had placed on my life.
2: Now, was your mom a a religious person?
1: She was. Her and my grandmother both. Okay. So I was raised in church. So Uh, you had
2: people praying for you?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. A hot mess I was. If I was big and bad enough to think I wanted to do it, I did it. My mom looked at me one day and was like, I don't know where you came from. I just had you. And we both laughed and, you know what I mean, (laughs) went on about it, but... She loved me like no other. I had the best mom ever and the best dad, um, but um, yeah. So,
0: gotcha. So that, yeah, one of the things that like stuck out to me was you said uh, you you kind of brought up you were like yeah I'm I'm the sober tender is what you said I'm Correct. the sober bartender yes and uh, and I was like. Oh, okay. You know, like, I just thought you were just, like, making a claim. You know, like, all right, cool. And you were saying how, like, you know, God has put you in that position that, like, you you want to meet people where they're at. Um, Correct. Because, Absolutely. you know, you, you can't just expect somebody to, you know, walk into a church. Like, what better place to meet somebody than, than where they're at, right? And so you meet a lot of people where they're at working at an Applebee's bar. I mean, that's, like, the, it's the neighborhood grill, man. Why not? So. Right. I ask you about, like, have you ever been on a podcast? And then you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, let me get you my information. And you hand me a business card yes. that's your information. And it says, the Sober Tender. It, it does. It does. Like, this is, like, your legit thing. I love it. And then I flip it around, and it says, I serve my customers, not myself. Correct. And I love it. Like, Correct. it's so good. It's, we here at New Hope are all about, like, being Jesus in your corner of culture. That everybody has to go and be the hands and feet of Christ wherever they're at. So if you're a mailman, go be Jesus on your routes and in the post office. Exactly. If you're a bartender, go be Jesus at your local bar. If you're an office worker, go be Jesus in your office. You know? Absolutely. Like, and so my thing is like, I know that that's probably kind of controversial to some people that probably. a Christian would work as a bartender. I say, that's great. If you're reaching people for Jesus in that capacity, that's awesome, and I 100% approve. Well,
2: in the New Testament, I mean, they criticized Jesus for going and and having banquets with with sinners, Absolutely. with publicans, I was, and sinners. I, I was just he did ready the to very same that.
1: thing. I, he did. He did. No, go I'm ahead.
2: Gonna, yeah, I'm going to shut up now and let you well, say it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and with with that being said, um, I agree totally. There are some people that are going to find it controversial. But at the same time, um, what better way to reach the unsaved other than where they're at? And, you know, I, I thank God that he allows me to talk to people and witness to people without preaching at them. Right. You know, some people will come at you and be like, you don't do your this, you're going to go to hell. Well, you know, you're judging me. You might just meet me there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? <laughs> but, you know, so I thank God that he has given me the the gift to be able to witness And he uses me to talk to people, may it be in the liquor store or at Applebee's, um, because he does use me in both places, very much so, um, to God be the glory. But, um, yeah, you meet people where they're at, you know, and God will use me, and somebody will be sitting at the bar. True story, there was a lady sitting at the bar, and you could look on her face, and you could tell by the look on her face, excuse me, that something was wrong with her. You know what I mean? She looked very sad. Mm -hmm. And God gave me something to tell her, and I just said whatever I was supposed to say to her, and she just started bawling, Mm. just sitting right there at the bar with a drink. And I mean, you know, people change, and that's between them and God. You know what I mean? Everybody, my thing is, everybody has an ism and schism. That's what I call them. Isms and schism that they need God to help them with, because nobody's perfect. Mm. We all have something that we need God to help us with. And if your thing is having a drink every now and again, that's your business. Right. You know what I mean? But God placed that lady in that Applebee's at that bar because whatever I said to her, because, of course, I don't remember, um, whatever I said to her, evidently it hit home because when I say she started bawling, mm-hmm. she was sitting at the bar just crying, bless her heart. And then as I stood there, because I was standing like right next to her, she just laid her head on my shoulder wow. Yeah, she did. Bless her heart. Um, so, you know, she laid her head on my shoulder and she just bawled and bawled. And I was like, you know, God loves you. I do too. You know, here's my number if you need to call or anything, you know, and I thank God that I'm one of those people. If you ask me to pray for you, I don't need to know your whole life story. That is none of my business. Lord bless them in whatever situation they need to, you know, they need to be blessed in, you know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, that that really did happen, and and the liquor store it happens too. Cause in the morning, um, we open at. I have to be to work at eight. Normally, I'm there by eight thirty. Help Jesus. Um, but <laughs> sounds I mean, like we need to pray for you. So. And I, time management. I'm telling you, time management is something I'm yet working on. The time management. Um, <laughs> so we open at nine, and um, I normally play church music. Well, not normally. Every day when I go into work, I start, well, before I even get there, I start my day with gospel music. I have a couple of gospel playlists that I play, and even when I get to work at the liquor store at 8 30 in the morning, opening up at 9, I still play gospel music up until between 10 and 11. So um, there's been multiple, multiple times where I'll be playing a song, and somebody will be standing in line, getting whatever they're getting, And they just start crying. And I'm like, okay, God, you do it. You know, no goodness. And I think that I'm just here as a willing vessel, you know, for God to be able to do what he needs to do in them through me, even if it's just me singing a song or singing the song that's playing. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, and then, you know, next thing I know I'm outside and then I'm hugging them or something, and they really start snotting on my shoulder. And that's... (laughs) You know, thank God for paper Nobody towels.
0: said discipleship was, wasn't was messy. Right? <laughs> so there, I know, right? There's a little could, bit
1: of... I, I could do without the snot, you know. <laughs> but, I get that. But, hey, you know, I, I, I love it. I, I love what God has placed in me. I'm just here to do whatever he needs me to do when he needs me to do it.
2: That's awesome. Yeah. That's super awesome. Miss um, Rhonda, you said that you came to the Lord in 2003. Now, you didn't wake up one morning... And say, ah, I think I'll be a Christian now. What, what was going on in your life at that time?
1: Um, it's funny you say that. Um, so I had lost my grandmother, the only grandparent I ever known was my mom's mom. Mm. And if my mother didn't give it to me, my grandmother gave it to me. You know, I was spoiled rotten. My mom didn't tell me no, I couldn't have something <laughs> for the first time until I was eighteen, and I thought somebody would. <laughs> Man, that was the worst thing anybody ever said to me in my life. She told me no. I asked for something, and she told me no, and I thought the world was ending. So, excuse, um, so my grandmother passed in 1998. Uh, my mother got sick, and we knew she was. I knew she was going to go. And um, I had a couple other things that maybe we'll talk about later that happened. And I was like, I've tried this, I've tried that. I've lost this. I've lost that, and I was like, you know what? Why not try God? I don't have anything else to lose.
0: <laughs> took took the rock bottom, right? Yeah, like, yeah. And I think I, that's how it is for a lot of people. Yeah. And
1: I use the term that I had looked, I had hit rock bottom, where I was so low I could look up and see bottom.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I lost my my grandmother, my 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 kids. Yeah, I, I had all this money because I was selling drugs and doing this and that, and then next thing you know, I have nothing but Jesus, and I'm like, okay, well, I don't have anything left to lose. You know yeah, what I mean? So why yeah, not try? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so not like it's not rooted in me anyway. What
2: changed in you then? I mean, what, did it work?
1: Well, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> thank God for yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, thank God for grace and mercy. You know. Um, I was sitting on the, my mother was in the hospital and I was sitting on the side of her bed and I was on the phone with a couple, uh, friends of mine, young ladies I was on the phone with. And, um, we were talking about God knows what, but it was, we was, it was God and church related. And, um, at that time I had begun to teach. With the, with the help of God, I had begun to teach myself how to read the King James Version of the Bible. Because, you know, you get all those dust down, henceforth go thither, and you're like, what? <laughs> and nobody wants to read something that they can't understand. You're not mm-hmm. going to constantly read something if you don't understand right, it. Right, right. So I had a King James, a New King James, and an NIV. And I would have all three of those Bibles stretched out together on the same scripture. Mm hmm. And would pray, you know what I'm saying, and ask God to give me knowledge, wisdom, and understanding of his word before I read it. And then I would read, and I would go and read each verse. Took me a while, but thank you, praise God, I finally, you know, am now. I can read the King James with understanding now, to God be the glory. But um, sitting there on the phone, and that, thank you, Jesus, we were having a little, you know, on the phone Bible study.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Me and the two young ladies, and um, the young lady on the other end was supposed to be an evangelist. And if I continue to tell you this story, the reason why I said supposed to be, you know, that's not my thing is she was or wasn't. That's between her and God. Her and God. Um so she was like, you know, do you do you want to give your life to Christ? And she gave me, you know, all these words. And I was sitting there and I had been praying and I was like, okay, Lord, I've tried everything. Why not try you? I, I, here I am, Lord. I surrender. I give my life to you, and I'm on my, f- I'm on my face, crying and snotting in the bedroom, of my mother in my mother's bedroom. And there you have it. Just that simple.
0: So was it a gradual change after that, or was it?
1: Uh... It was. It was because the, um, it was a gradual change. A lot of things. And I can't tell you like this happened this time within the first year of this. I don't, I don't know if I can, you know, precisely give you mm-hmm. the timeline like that, but it was gradual. Some things came a little faster than I thought, mm-hmm. but, um, I thank God it's, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a journey, a grateful and humbling journey. It really has. Yeah. It really has. Um, with the anointing and the calling that God has placed on my life, at that time, being a baby saint, I had just gave my life over to God. I didn't really have a church home or leadership for anybody to tell me that if you've got this gift, you have to be careful or anybody to cover me. You know what I mean? And that's, to me, that's one of the biggest things. You, you have to have a church home so your pastor... <laughs> Can cover you.
0: Give you some guidance.
1: And and, give you guidance and, you know, teach you how to work or walk in your gifts and in your ministry. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, so at that time, I didn't have that. So I had all kind of, you know, ungodly spirits and demons and wickedness coming at me that I really didn't have the knowledge. I was equipped, but I didn't know how to use Use them, excuse me, at that time. But again, like I said, I thank God for grace and mercy because he brought me through. He did. When I say, oh, have mercy.
2: Yeah. (laughs) When did you first feel uh, God's anointing on you? When did you first feel, I got to share this with with somebody else?
1: Wow. Um, As an Newly giving my life to Christ, I was excited. Yeah, I was excited, and again, like I said at that time, I really didn't know what the anointing was or the uh, or the calling that God had placed on my life. I at the in the very beginning, I had no idea what I was called to do, be any gift that I had, or anything like that. And shortly after, um. I had moved into a battered women's—it's not a shelter. It's a transitional house. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Transitional housing for battered women. And I had met this young lady there. And I, I'm going to say her name because I love her dearly. Her name is Pastor McIntosh. And at that time, she was an evangelist. Um, And she invited me to her church. And our rooms— were across the hall from each other. They had taken the transitional house. It's it's called the Coburn Place. The Coburn Place is a, a a transitional house. It's better than a shelter. And what they do there is for battered women, like I said. And you you live there. They charge your rent. So it's a step up from the shelter because mm-hmm. you actually have your own apartment.
0: Getting some skin in the game, to, kind of. And it's that.
1: building you back up to. Being on your own again, because one of the biggest things about being a battered woman that most people don't realize is that the mental abuse and the low self-esteem, being being in an abusive relationship, that um, the controlling that the man does and the verbal abuse and the mental abuse and the emotional abuse, your self-esteem is broken. And it gets to a point where, one, a woman is scared to leave, two... She feels like because she's so dependent on him, that if she leaves, she doesn't know what she's going to do or how to support herself.
2: Right.
1: Therefore, they end up staying a lot longer. And a lot of people don't realize that. You know what I mean? They're like, well, girl, just leave. Well, it's it's not that easy. You know, but I thank God that that came out so I could, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people need to realize that. You, If you know somebody that's in an abusive relationship, you know, if you can't provide them with shelter, and a job to help them get back on their feet with positive influence, then, you know, it's one of those things where you just pray for them. Mm-hmm. Because the... the it, it literally took me longer to get over the mental and emotional and verbal abuse than it did the physical. Wow.
2: Wow. Yeah.
1: Now, that was for me. Um, like I said... Um, because the physical abuse, the scars leave. But when somebody hurts you emotionally and mentally, people don't necessarily think about that. And the emotional abuse, I would I had low my self esteem was beyond low where I would not go out of the house every day for two years straight without full fledged makeup and my hair fixed up and all kinda of jazz. And I wouldn't be going anywhere but to the corner store. You know, so um, yeah, that's the Coburn place if you if you in a situation and you really do want to leave they have great great staff there um how they, do you spell that c o u I apologize.
0: Oh, is it Covern?
1: It's Coburn. Burn. C O C O B U O
0: yeah.
2: Okay, let's look at it. Up. Okay.
1: I think it's oh, and that's that, bad. It's here
2: in Indianapolis.
1: Correct. It's Okay. Correct. Um it's transitional house for battered women.
2: Miss Rhonda, you kind of jumped over something that I think we're all assuming then. You you, you got out of an abusive relationship.
1: I did. To God be the glory, I did. Um, It lasted a few years, and what woke me up from that is one of uh, my girlfriends came over and said, Rhonda, you don't look like yourself. You don't look like yourself. Are you okay? And... I don't know what it was, the grace of God that woke something up in me. And after that, when we would have our arguments or fights or battles or whatever you want to call them, um, instead of him hitting me or snatching me or slamming me, it went to us fighting. And once I started fighting back, the abuse began to die down. Because you know my father was a great man, and I love him dearly. um I just lost him December the first of twenty twenty one but um you if my dad didn't chastise me and spank me, then you're not you're not gonna keep putting your hands on me for nothing you know, and I thank God for that young lady that said that to me because it like I said, it woke something up in me that I didn't you know just those simple words, Rhonda, you don't look like yourself, are you okay? So, yeah, and I got out of that. Um, We're still cordial. Me and the young man, we're still cordial. You know, that was then. And um, I thank God for bringing me out of that and delivering me out of that.
2: Now, did you come to Jesus after that, or was that before then? What was the timeline of all that? It
1: was, okay, so the abuse, the abusive relationship, and then, um, my mother was still alive, and then after, okay. so I came to Christ after all of that. Okay, so okay. this is okay. that's why I said we have to. If you hit me with questions, then I'll be able to put it back together. <laughs> no, that's
0: okay. It's a it's a maze up here in my head, so I gotta <laughs> I gotta be careful on how I kind of lay everything out too. Yeah. But, it's,
2: but it's great to see how God even had His hand on your life before you came to Him. Delivering you from that, exactly. bringing a person to say just the right word. And it sounds to me like that's just exactly what you're doing now, saying just the right word to the person Correct. in the bar, Absolutely. at the liquor store, on the street.
1: Absolutely. 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 Did we find the Coburn Place?
0: Coburn Place Safe Haven. And it's, uh, what, 604 East 38th Street, Indianapolis? Correct. Yep. Yeah, check that out online. If you know somebody that needs that, or uh, if you need that, and it sounds like they're great people. You mentioned a uh, pastor there.
1: She's not or an there ev- now.
0: Evangelist, yeah,
1: yeah. It's a uh, pastor, Myr- My- Myrtle McIntosh. She, I met her there. We were both living there at that same time, and um, she introduced. Um, she asked me if I want to go to church with her. And that's when I was able to, I went to church with her and it's been a joyous ride and a glorious learning experience because we now both um, go to New Life Community Church of Truth under the leadership of Apostle Sylvia Tony. So to God be the glory, that's where I'm at now and I've been there ever since. So, yeah.
0: Cool, cool. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so I, I, if I remember right, you said when we were first talking, was it, you said you had seen four people, uh, come out of like alcohol problems through your job? Is that at the right? liquor store, correct. At the liquor store? Yeah.
1: Yes. Um, there has been four people that God has said something or the music was playing or whatever the case may have been at that time, but they're... Has been four people that used to come in the liquor store on a daily basis, not twice a week. I'm talking about every day. That no longer drink, and I have seen them, you know, just out and about in general population. I guess, <laughs> but yeah, yeah,
0: that's cool. Did, did they did they talk to you about it and like let you know that anything had changed, or is it just like you just kind of noticed the change?
1: Well, they had talked. They stopped me and talked to me. Like, hey, Miss Rhonda, or hey, Auntie, or whatever. And I would be like, hey, sweetie, how you doing? And they'd be like, I'm like, I haven't seen you in a while. And they would go, well, I quit drinking. And, I'm, and you know, I'm just, I'm one of those happy people. You know, I thank God that I will praise God for you. You know, if God blesses you, I'm excited with you and for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm, like, all excited, like, oh, to God be the glory. You know, you don't drink. And may it, it might not have been that they stopped drinking and turned their lives over to God or anything but the fact that you are a a daily an individual that came in the liquor store on a daily basis spending 20 to 40 bucks a day and now you don't drink so that's enough to praise God for you know the you know hey it's a work in progress I pray for them that they eventually find God in Christ you know what I mean yeah yeah so but that's a step yeah you know Nobody awesome. runs a race and just starts out running. You just right. might want to do a jog first and then <laughs> gradually run.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, like, what what advice would you give to our listeners, uh, our church members, or any church members that, that hear this on, like, how they can start being a vessel for Jesus to just kind of like to just open yourself up and say, "Look, God, I, I see you using me. How do you need to use me today? Like, where where does that mentality start, and and how do you lean into that, or how do you personally lean into that?" Lots of options there. Sorry. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just
1: I'm like, oh wow. Um, I pray that I can answer that. Um, okay, well. What I do is, um, when I pray on a daily basis, um, I ask God to use me. And there is something I um, that I say in my prayer. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. I say that in the prayer, and I also add... Um, move Rhonda out of the way, Lord, that you may get the, the glory out of all that I say and do on today. Um, These are this, I'm just throwing out some things that mm-hmm. maybe you could add in your daily prayer. Um, Let me be the light that shines on the top of the hill for you, Lord, let me... Lord, I just come to you as a willing vessel that you will use me on today as you see fit.
0: So, so you start by making a statement, like you're you're, you're you're verbally telling God, like I want you to use me. I want yes. you to make a use out of me today, and I don't want you to make this about Rhonda. I don't want you to make this about Zach. I want you to make this about Jesus.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's how. That's a good way to start. I would say.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Can't really give you. I can just give you what I do what but everything hey I just believe it will all come together. Yeah. If you start there I think it will all start to come together. Yeah.
0: You trust. Yeah, you, you trust tru- that God's got it.
1: And yeah, you you can't don't give it to God and then take it back.
0: <laughs> I like I mean I like <laughs> that's that. That's <laughs> that's sound advice cuz I mean I Lord, can't tell they, you how often I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to go do it today. I'm going to go, you know, serve God and then, you know, hey, maybe you should go talk to that guy over there, Zach. I'm like, oh, but what if you think I'm stupid? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: and then you're like, okay, I'm going to go out and I'm going to do this for the Lord today. And then you're like, oh, I'm tired. I don't feel like it. I'm going to go lay down and, you know, you know, Jesus is going, uh, no.
0: Maybe that's that, maybe that's that, uh, let your yes be a yes and your no be a no. Like, don't make these it. big, bold declarations. Just... When God gives you something, yes or no? You gonna do it or you not? Absolutely, like, absolutely. Man, like, it's gotta be hard to say no to God, though, right? Like when we think about it like that,
1: <laughs> right? No, I ain't doing that today, Lord. <laughs> I don't feel like it. And you'd be like, "What?"
0: Very cool. Very yep, cool. yep, yep. Um, so you've got the ear of our tens and tens of listeners right now. Um. <laughs> w- <laughs> Is there is there anything that you would like to add? Anything that, that you just wish they could hear right now? That they could know? Yeah. Putting you on the spot, sorry.
1: I know, right? Um, God is good. He is greatly to be praised. Um, humble yourselves. That is one of. The, one of the one of the better things that I I would say one of the the grateful one of my grateful qualities um that God has given me is I am I'm humble now with that being said be careful of what you ask God for when you pray because I had to endure can't tell you exactly what situation it was. but well, if you pray and ask God to humble you,
2: <laughs> have mercy. He does.
1: <laughs> he does, but it will come with, it will come with, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not necessarily trials and tribulations, but it will come with, um, it will come with experience. So he just won't give you the humbling spirit. He will have you go through a situation mm. that will make you humble. So, that make, does that
0: make sense? Yeah. Have you ever listened to Jordan Peterson at all? He's a controversial figure. No. Um, but he, he he's a psychologist. Okay. And uh, he took the story about uh, in the desert when uh, the, the snakes come upon Israel and mm-hmm. they ask God to take him away. And he read it in a way that I'd never heard anybody else read it. And it really it really impacted me. He said, God didn't just take away the snakes. He told them to go and fashion a bronze serpent and hold it up for all to see, and that when they saw it, they would be healed, right? He said, God didn't take away the snakes. He made them confront their fears and he made them brave. He gave them mm-hmm. something much better than taking away the snakes. He made them brave in the face of snakes. I was like, ooh, that's good.
1: Thank you. But
0: that's exactly what you're talking about, though, right? Absolutely. Thank you. You know, God, help me through this. Well, I'm not just going to help you through this. I'm going to make it so you never have to deal with this again because you're going (laughs) to know how to deal with it. I'm going to teach you to fish.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. You're hungry? I'm going to teach you how to fish.
2: Now, Miss Ronda, you said that that back when you were at the bottom of the barrel, Mm -hmm. you had no Mm self-esteem. And now here you are. Um, I I guess I have two questions. One is, how did the Lord build up your self-esteem? And then the second question, you're now also talking about humility. So apparently you've learned something about how to look at yourself, how to see yourself. What's the relationship there with with building up self-esteem and yet still being humble? How does that take place?
1: Building up self-esteem, I started with looking in the mirror and just doing self-declarations of I'm okay and I'm beautiful. Little things of that nature. Okay, Um, I'm a, a firm believer that speak, as the word says, speak those things that are not as though they were. And when you begin to, this is a lot of the when you begin to speak things into the atmosphere, then you allow God to allow you you give God the opportunity to make them happen. And I'm a firm believer of what you say is what you get. So if you speak positivity, then you're gonna have positive comeback and feedback. But if you speak negative things, then you're gonna wonder why you're always sad or why nothing ever goes right in your life. So I'm a firm believer if if you have low self esteem, then say that. I'm beautiful. God loves me. And that's all, that's enough for me. I'm beautiful and I'm wonderfully made. And Jesus loves me. And that's enough for me. And say that to yourself, then you'll begin to believe it. At the same time, when you begin to believe it, then you'll, it'll, it'll build that, that, it'll begin to build your self esteem. With the humility, that, I didn't even pray for that. That just happened. Yeah. Like, um, it was, I guess, just different things because, thank you, Jesus, it didn't just happen. Me being an only child, I was spoiled and given everything that I ever wanted. And when my mom died, I had no sense, zero sense of responsibility. So I didn't know what it was to struggle or not have what I needed until I got until I was, like, 28. Wow. Okay. So, like, when my mother died, I was, like, lost. Like, okay, what am I supposed to do? You know what I mean? Because I had no sense of responsibility, because if something needed to be paid as a bill that was my own versus my mom's, you know, um, I just paid it. Well, this bill's due, and I don't have the money. And I can't go to my grandmother, I can't go to my mother, because they're both gone. So now I'm like, Oh, Lord, I'm about to get evicted. Oh, Jesus, what do I, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So coming from being spoiled and given everything that I have, and then my losing my mom, my grandmother, now I'm at a point where I need this, but I don't have it. So now I know what it is to struggle. And that brought a lot of my humility right there. Because now I'm grateful for the small things.
0: hmm
1: I'm, I'm grateful wonderful. for the small things. So grateful. What people take for granted. I'm grateful.
2: One of the things that you mentioned uh, uh, when you were talking about uh, talking to people that, that you meet, that you encourage them to, you, you tell them they're beautiful. It's not just them looking in a mirror saying, I'm beautiful, but, but you look at them. You encourage them to. Have you had people in your life encouraging you along the way?
1: Not necessarily. Okay. I've had people, other young ladies or young girls, be like, Miss Rhonda, you are so pretty. And I'm going, oh. You know, and I've got this look on my face like, thank you. You know, I'm <laughs> humble. I mean, what? Because beauty is in the eye of the beholder. We've been hearing that on our entire lives. So, yeah. You know, what, what I find beautiful, you might not find beautiful. So when people tell me that I'm pretty and I just say, thank you to God be the glory. Because without without Jesus, I am nothing. So if you think I'm beautiful, thank, thank the Lord you don't like me. And, and
0: you know what? I want to go ahead and attest that I, I know that Miss Rhonda reflects everything back to Jesus. Because I spoke to her on the phone while she was working at the liquor store trying to iron this out, this interview out. And I'm telling you what. She brought Jesus into every conversation she had with the, every conversation she had with somebody in the background. She's setting her phone down. I can hear her going still. I'm like, this is great. Like, I love that you just bring it all back to Jesus. It's always coming back to Jesus. It's always because Jesus is great. Um and I, I love that 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 uh that that you pointed out speaking, speaking truth, speaking good into the world, because it really does change your mindset. It really does change the way you think about the world, and until you have a healthy mindset, your actions are never going to follow that mindset.
1: Absolutely. And so
0: I love that just like, but I mean, how, how often is that the psalmist, right? right. David yeah. talking and saying like, look, you know, people are trying to kill me. Life's pretty awful, but man, you made me great, and you're such a good God, and you're in control. And it's mm-hmm. like he keeps resting on the truth.
2: Absolutely. And it's like, I
0: don't think we do enough of that today, yeah, or yeah. at least not out loud,
2: and exactly. we should do more of it.
0: Right.
1: exactly
2: yeah
0: awesome
1: exactly
2: Randy. you got any more? Oh, I've been peppering you with questions i just I just love how natural you are how how honest you are
0: yeah i
1: try to I try to be an open book um because you never know what little part might bless somebody else. It could be the simplest things, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. It could be just the kind word of saying to yourself. You are beautiful. You are handsome. You are gonna make it. You know, God is gonna see you through this. Say these things to yourself. And you will God will bring you out. I promise He will. I promise you, I'm a living witness. If you need anything within reason, let me say that. <laughs>
0: within reason. Within reason. <laughs>
1: um, I'm 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 one of those people I will give you anything and everything that I have. You know, even when I don't have or I barely have, I was standing in Speedway a couple of weeks ago, the gas station, and I was led to by the lady or the gentleman behind me or whatever, buy their coffee or their Red Bull or whatever. And as I bought the person behind me, I bought their thing, and then I turned around to leave again, and then, you know, something was like, no, go back. And I went back and I'm steady paying, and it's like three or four people in line, and I'm constantly paying for their stuff. And I'm looking at my wallet, like, okay, Jesus, I know you, you, you said you're gonna supply all of my needs, well, <laughs> you know, I'm looking at my wallet, like, looking coulda slammed Jesus something. <laughs> Multiply
2: these two fish, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, but I thank God because I mean it gave me great joy just to do that. Now, granted, one of them was four dollars, one of them was a dollar seventy nine, or whatever it was. Who Matt? You can't take it with you no way. So why not bless somebody? People have, I've had people bless me. And so, you know, when you say pay it forward, somebody buys you something in the line, you know, I don't, I'm sure somebody has had that happen. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. Where you ever get line, stuck
0: in the train at like a fast food drive through where everybody starts doing it? No. Well, I've seen that happen where it'll be like five, six cars in a row. I'll do back it. To for to Yeah. It's kind of kind of cool to see. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, with, and I just stood there and I was like, okay, next person. and. It was by the grace of God. It was it wasn't anybody that needed twenty dollars worth of gas and had you know seven sodas in their hand because it was eight o'clock in the morning. People were going right. to work, right. so you know you got all these people that are getting donuts and coffee and sodas to last them through the day. Right. So I thank God that everybody that I was led to buy their stuff only had one or two items. <laughs>
2: I've got a I've got a twenty year old granddaughter and uh, the other day she called me up. She was so happy. I said what What happened? She said. Uh, there was a guy in front of me at the grocery store and his card didn't work. So I paid for his food. Mm-hmm. That's Being awesome. able to give something away like Absolutely. that is just so freeing. It's liberating.
1: It is. It is. And I'm like your granddaughter. It gives me joy. It might only be a dollar 50 cup of coffee, but you never know um, what that dollar 50 and telling somebody have a blessed day. Got a story about that. Um, will do for a person. Um, Real quick, I don't know how much time we have. We're you good. We're good. Um, so I worked at Denny's, and there was a gentleman that came in. I didn't wait on him, but he came up to the register at Denny's, and he was paying his bill. And I cashed him out, and on his way out the door, I said, Thank you, sir, you have a blessed day, something I say pretty much all the time. He stopped in mid-stride. And turned around and looked at me. And he had this real peculiar look on his face. And he just nodded at me. Well, anyway, he left out the door. So I'm still standing at the counter where you cash people out at, at the Denny's. Excuse me. Oh, excuse me. Um, He comes back. And I'm standing at the counter. And from the way that the restaurant is built, standing behind the counter where you cash people out, looking straight ahead, you can see people driving you know, past the front door. Well, he pulled up like he was getting ready to rob the place. He pulled up in front of the front door real fast and he threw the car in park and he jumped out. And I'm just standing there like, okay, um, I ain't been, I don't think I had got saved then. So I was still kind of thugging it. Am I gonna to have to beat the man up or what? <laughs> you know, because the way <laughs> the way he pulled up in the in the in front of the door and jumped out was kind of, you know, peculiar. And he he walked up to me and he grabbed my hand. And when he grabbed my hand, he looked at me and he said, You don't know what that just done for what that just did for me. And I was like, no problem, sir. You you have a blessed one. He was like, thank you so much. You really, really don't know what you just did for me. And I was like, well, to to God be the glory. And he walked away and I had two brand new $100 bills in my hand.
0: Really? True story.
1: Wow. True story.
0: Wow. wow.
1: And I wasn't even... I don't, yeah, I wasn't even saved then. I hadn't even turned my life over to God then. Wow. I was still a, a little hellion.
2: We had a, a, our sermon on Sunday was words are important, words are powerful, and words initiate behavior. They do. You say it, then you do it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But if you don't say it,
1: it's <laughs> true. And depending on the words, the the type of behavior. it initiates. That's right.
2: That's right.
1: Yes, that is so true. And just telling that man to have a blessed day. You know, you don't know what a person is going through when you, you know, you meet them, you say whatever you want to say to them. You know, you don't just saying have a blessed day. That man could have been on his way to jump off a bridge, quit his job, mm. leave his wife. You know what I mean? You You never know. Mm. So, you know. A kind word doesn't cost you a dime. That's right. It doesn't cost anything in this world.
2: But it can be priceless to somebody else.
1: It can. It can. It doesn't cost you a dime to to be pleasant. People are so angry and so bitter. Yeah. And I've never understood that. But then again, I come to realize that people are complex. So I quit trying to understand them. And I realize (laughs) everything is not meant for me to understand. And once I realize that, and I'm okay with it. There are a lot of things that's not meant for Rhonda to
0: understand, and I'm okay with that. Bring it on back to Paul. I claim to know nothing, nothing. but Christ crucified. <laughs> I, I'm going to get everything else wrong at least twice. At, at but, least. But, but I but know I Jesus this. was crucified, this. and I know he rose from the grave. Okay, that I know. Yeah. Oh, well, fuck. I, yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. Awesome. That's- well, Rhonda, thank you for... Jumping in here and making you drive all this way to come talk to us, and uh thank you for just being you and doing what you do and talking to people and loving people and bringing Jesus into every single conversation you have. thank
1: you to God be the glory,
0: and I hope more people do it, and I hope I get better at doing it
1: me and you, you both know. hey, we all <laughs> gotta hey I, what's the scripture uh I press toward the mark of the high calling which is yep. in Christ Jesus. Yep. I press daily daily I press to get better and better and to what's what am I to get where God is calling me to go
0: yeah yeah that next step yes love it
1: I want to be and do all that God has called me to be do and say
0: awesome 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 if you guys are listening to this on a podcast platform, then please uh, just subscribe or whatever it allows you to do. If you're on YouTube or whatever, give us a subscribe or a like or a comment. And uh, if you got questions, you can send those to SaltySaints at BecomeHope.com or questions at BecomeHope.com. Yep. And until next time, stay salty.